0: Life in the Now supports you to create an amazing and fulfilling life with practical spirituality so that you can overcome your resistive and often negative subconscious mind which blocks, distracts, and sabotages you from becoming your real, true, authentic self. Together we will discover practical, proven methods so that you experience your life and your relationships in a passionate, healthy, and joyous way. This is David Greenwood. Welcome. Welcome. It's time to live your life in the now. Welcome to another episode of The Guardian Files, where we explore how to bring about transformation and to bring practical spirituality into your life. We talk about the Guardian Files because this is what is keeping you from being the person you want to be by exploring how the Guardian part of us might hold us back and what you can do about it. Now, the other day, someone asked me, what do you consider transformation and and what's practical spirituality? Well, we're going to discuss practical spirituality in another episode. But transformation for me means creating a healthy self. When you create a healthy self, a healthy subconscious, a healthy ego, it allows you to transform your life in ways that literally bring joy and happiness and fulfillment into your daily life and into your relationships. Creating a healthy self is about feeling better mentally, that's right, having your thoughts work with you, And also emotional freedom, which means your feelings, your emotions are also more positive. The two work together, and that to me creates a healthy self. Now for those that want to learn more, I offer courses and sessions for those people either in my office or by phone and by Zoom, which is a video conferencing method that we use. For we offer sessions for people in the United States, Canada, and Europe, and other places around the world. You will find this information and more in the show notes. For today, we're going to discuss a very important part of the Guardian Files, creating passionate and healthy relationships. Because I want you to be able to experience what it is to have a passionate, healthy relationship, which will help to transform your life and you'll be amazed at the steps you can take to make it happen. Welcome to this episode so today we're going to talk about relationships. Now maybe you're still looking for that special relationship, hoping that person will be there, wondering why they're not there now. Maybe you're already in a relationship and something just not going right. Maybe it's the other person's fault that's keeping you from having it, from opening up, from trusting it. There can be many issues that causes problems with relationships. So today we're going to explore what some of those may be, what we can do about them. Now in order to get at an issue, it's always good to start at the beginning, to understand what the issue really is, to even know if we have an issue. So how do we begin that exploration? Now as a scientist, I was always taught the scientific method. And one of the main principles of the scientific method is to not let your emotions or your preconceived notions dictate how you explore, what you find, So Let's talk about that. What are preconceived notions? What are our beliefs, our behaviors? Is it possible to even do that, to be totally open to new ideas without some preconceived notions? As human beings, we all have preconceived notions. We do the best we can to move forward. We use our senses to help us to see what the truth is about life, to what's around us, giving us input. And oftentimes we have to do what's called cognitive dissonance. We have to be okay with that. Cognitive thinking dissonance conflict, which means you have two alternative beliefs within you. You're not sure which one is correct, but you have to be able to hold both realities within you in order to devise a theorem or have an idea or a belief about what could be true, which one seems accurate. Remember in the old days when we were trying to perceive our place in the universe and when you look up in the sky, let's say you're here thousands of years ago, you look up in the sky, what do you see? You see the sun circling overhead. It rises in the morning, goes across the sky and sets. And then you see the stars appear. And what do they do? They rotate across the sky as well and disappear as the light of day again comes forth. And here's the sun once again. So what belief do you establish because of what you've seen? That everything's rotating across the sky that we are here in the sun, everything overhead, is rotating across. And the belief we establish about that is that we are in the center of the universe and everything is rotating around us. That was an observational fact. The problem is they didn't see it from a better perspective. They just didn't know until we have new devices that helped us understand that no, in reality, we were the ones that were circling. A lot of the ancient people never even thought of the idea that we moved, that every 24 hours we did a complete rotation many people believe the Earth was flat, so why would it rotate? So now we have a new belief that, in reality, the Sun is relatively fixed, as are the stars, and we are simply rotating, so it appears everything else is moving. Now, of course, in reality, we know everything is moving, and nothing is fixed, but from our perspective, we have a new belief. So when we start this internal search for awareness, as what's causing problems with our relationships. It's good to keep that in mind because you're going to find that different parts of you have different beliefs that see things differently. Your guardian part, the voice of your subconscious mind, the old programmed you, has got beliefs within us that relationships can't be trusted or that it's never going to work or that it's never going to work for you or that you don't deserve it or that you get the idea. These beliefs are facts to your subconscious mind. But the healthier you, the conscious you, with that super conscious mind, go in to create another part of you that actually believes that, no, I do deserve healthy relationships. I deserve fulfillment. I deserve joy and happiness. To have that partner that allows me to experience life from a whole new way that I've never yet experienced. Those two alternate beliefs are there in your mind, causing that cognitive dissonance, the conflict within you, So as we begin to explore relationships, we have to be aware that yes, you have within you different beliefs, different behaviors, and information coming into your senses can be interpreted in two different ways. Your partner might say something that one part of you thinks, "Uh uh-oh, warning flags, look what they just said. Maybe they said they want to deepen the relationship. That causes a warning flag for a part of you that is afraid of relationships or doesn't trust or doesn't want to be vulnerable because there's been reasons in the past to not be vulnerable, to not be open because you were hurt. So that part of your subconscious mind, upon hearing your partner saying they want to deepen the relationship, reacts out of fear. Yet another healthier part of you reacts out of joy. It's exactly what you want. It's what you know needs to happen to take the relationship to another level. Or maybe you're already in a relationship and you hear your partner say something like, Well, we need to make some changes to spice up the relationship or to do something because we're just not working out. Again, a part of your mind is going to go, Uh oh, see, they want to leave me. I'm not good enough or we react with anger saying, you have these issues. This resistive part of you reacts in so many different ways. It can be hurt, it can be angry, none of which are helpful to the original idea of your partner, which was a good one that, yes, we need to be aware that changes might have to be made, then let's do them together. Whereas well, a healthy part of you might say, great, we do need this. I'm glad that he or she thought that. It's time to take some steps to move forward. So you see that there's many different ways that we react or respond to input coming in from our partner. And also many ways you respond to your own internal ideas, your own internal beliefs about relationships. Because you may be saying, well, what am I supposed to do if I can't trust myself or I'm not even aware of this voice? How can I be sure I'm making the right choices? You've heard it before. We begin in the beginning. In the beginning is to be aware, to understand that yes, you have at least two different parts within you that have different beliefs and behaviors. Now, in certain areas, those beliefs and behaviors will overlap between the two parts of you. They have the same belief. It's called having a healthier subconscious mind. As we discussed in the previous episodes, in many areas of your life, you have no problem at all. You are healthy. What you see is what you believe in a healthy way. And there be no resistance to moving forward, to opening up, to deepening the relationship, etc. So we're discussing what happens when there is inner conflict, when there are alternative beliefs, which are causing problems in your relationship, problems within you. So the first thing to be aware of is that you have inner conflict, that inner conflict is telling you something. This is the first important step. There's two, at least two different parts of you that have different beliefs And just take a few moments then and go into and go, well, what are those beliefs? What am I feeling? Well, I'm feeling fear. I'm feeling nervousness. I'm feeling concern. At the same time, there's a part of me that really is excited, happy, hopeful. So be aware that in the beginning, yes, different parts of you will have different reactions, different responses. This is perfectly normal and natural. So be aware of those parts, and now you want to explore a little bit more deeply and find out why those different parts have those beliefs. You might find that a part of you gets excited about going into a relationship to turns out to be absolutely the worst thing for you to do. <laughs> you might feel like, oh my God, why did I go into that relationship once again with that person that a part of me knew was a mistake, but I did it anyway. They were abusive, they made me feel like I didn't matter, like I was an idiot. Yes, just because it feels good doesn't mean it's the right thing to do. It could be there's a wounded part within you that feels like you deserve to suffer. You deserve unhappiness. You learned along the way that that was what love was from your parents, from other people. We cannot go just on what feels good. Because oftentimes we have what I call the codependent sizzle. That sizzle when you enter a codependent relationship, when that's what you feel like you deserve or that feels comfortable for you. There's this excitement, this sizzle, this energy that is sparked within you. It is what you're going to discover the wrong place to be. It's like taking drugs. It puts you into a whole other realm of just pleasure and excitement, but it's not healthy for you because soon you begin to feel that that excitement was caused because as part of you felt like, now finally I'm going to be with somebody who's going to give me everything I've wanted. I'm so excited about it. It's not a healthy way of thinking or feeling, and it leads oftentimes to a total breakdown in the relationship. We're going to talk about this a little bit more, but just because it feels pleasurable in the beginning does not mean it's healthy or ultimately the best place to be. Now I know in previous episodes we've said that there are no mistakes, there's no failures, and, and that's certainly true. It's not a failure because you've drawn to exactly what you need to heal, but it's not where you want to remain When we talk more about the deeper practical spirituality issues, we talk about accepting what is, versus always trying to go for what should be. You're going to find you can do should-bes for the rest of your life. Well, they should be more happy. They should be kinder to me. They should pull over. I've had many bicyclists tell me, well, that driver should pull over and let me be here. Yeah, that's what should be, but that's not what is. You do not. One to go through life with this idea that everything should be the way you want it to be, you can have disastrous results. So what is the healthy way to perceive? This is perceiving reality without that emotional connection, that emotional overreaction. Now don't get me wrong, there's nothing wrong with emotions. That leads us to our passion, our intensity, the depth of feeling, but you cannot let emotions alone dictate your actions. Because we react with emotional intensity that bring forth also the wounded parts of us. It makes bad choices. It gets us into wrong relationships. Or has us use our own hurt emotions we project onto others or situations. We make bad choices. Emotions have to be tied with intelligence. With the analytical thinking part of you. Together they make up wisdom. Thought and feeling. Emotions and intellect go together. If you just have a thinking or an analytical aspect without that emotional kindness and love, it can be just as disastrous. So as we perceive, we want to be able to balance both and to understand yourself. So as we're going through this process of understanding relationships, we want to keep that perspective. We're not just looking for pleasure. We're not just looking for pain. We're looking for understanding, seeing it from a deeper perspective. So let's begin. You're now aware that you have possibly two different alternative reactions to a situation. And you begin to go into it to find out with your own inner wisdom. Yes, you have that inner wisdom. You have that ability. It might be a little dusty. So dust it off and use it. Think about it. Focus on it. Be aware of your emotions. Use the two of it together. You'll find there's a you, the healthy you behind all of it. The person that thinks and feels. The true you, the authentic you, is there. So understand what those feelings are. And of course, in order to do that, you want to understand your own past. So now we take a moment and we talk about, well, how was I programmed? Over those first 16 years, what did I learn? And this is why people go see therapists, which is a good step to understanding the issue. Now, you might have heard in other episodes where I talk about the importance of moving on, not getting caught in the past, That is is absolutely true, but not until you understand what it is that caused the issue. That's right. There's many wonderful therapists, counselors out there that will help you to get clear on the issue. Then when you're clear on the issue, it's time to move on and not get stuck in the past or get tied into the old behaviors. But for right now, we're going to not do therapy, but I just want you to do some understanding, some self-awareness as to what the problem was, how it came about. Look back on your own life. You have the wisdom, the intelligence. You've read. You've heard things. You know what could have been healthy. Imagine the things that could have affected the young child within you that was very vulnerable, open, suggestible. What were the experiences? How were your parents? How did they treat you? Okay, a little side note again, we talked about the propensity you might have had genetically to be born happier and optimistic or kind of sad and retreating. Yes, we have those. And then on top of that is overlaying the environmental aspects of the programming. So, yes, some of you are going to be happier and more well-adjusted than others. Okay, that's fine, but let's move on from there now and understand what could have influenced you after that fact, after you were born. How were your parents like to you? Were they kind and loving, generous? Did they do a good job at supporting you, helping you, understanding life? We're meant to have a solid foundation. Hang on, that solid foundation of loving, supportive parents allows us to reach out into the unknown and to trust that yes, we can go into the unknown because we have a solid foundation, solid boundaries if we don't have that, we don't have this. If we don't have the solid foundation, we don't have that ability to trust the unknown, which leads to anxiety, which, of course, we'll go into in a later episode. But for right now, just understand that early programming is determined by your parents, by your siblings, by the experiences. So take a few moments to just scan your own life, not now, but in a few moments. Understand the issues We all had them. As a young child, you come out open, loving, creative, vulnerable, free. And then soon that part is bombarded with some hurts and and different things happen to you and begin to shut down. And your subconscious is always trying to develop and understand reality. And it brings forth another part of you that might not be quite so open and vulnerable and tries to have you adapt to life. And you begin to move into the older child phase where it's more socialization. You realize you're not the center of the universe. There's other beings like you, other kids, maybe your own siblings, maybe friends. You begin to learn what it's like to share, to trust. Are you equal to them? Are you better than them? Are you worse than them? What's the belief you established about yourself? Were you an only child, child of a larger family? These all had a significant impact on you, made to own unique you. And then you move into the teenage years, there's issues there as well. Sexuality, deeper friendships, the bullying that can occur, the shaming that can occur, all the different issues. You know what happens in teenage years. If I'm gonna tell my clients, I say, well, look at your graduating high school class. How many of your fellow classmates were able to be their open, loving, true, vulnerable, authentic selves? Probably zero. All of us are affected. All of us are affected to some way, shape, or form by those first 16 years of your life when our brain waves were very suggestible, when we were suggestible. And by 16, we fully develop the analytical mind. And then we want to go off and have this great, happy life, these wonderful relationships. But we've already been programmed by 16 years of crap, both positive and negative. But a lot of it is crap, causing us to doubt ourselves, to project a self-image to protect what we really feel inside. It's that compensational mask that is compensating for our own lack of self-confidence, healthy self-esteem. And with this shaky foundation, we move on and try to have a great life. And that teenage part of you that's now developing wants to have that, it pushes forward. You want to be free to explore, to do all these great things. And for a while, you're able to overcome the resistance of that negative subconscious programming of those first 16 years. But as soon as responsibility sets in, and typically it's in the mid-20s, you get a job, you maybe get married, you settle down, the old programming just comes back in, and a teenage part of you begins to get taken over. You're not as much in control of your life anymore. And the old programming sets in with the old beliefs and behaviors as to what you should do and how you should be. And for a long time, there's a battle within you for a part of you that wants to do happy, wonderful things, and the part that says, no, that's not responsible. No, that's not what we need to do. And if you're not careful, the conditioned, controlling part of you, I call the guardian, will overcome that joyous, happy teenage part of you. And that doesn't lead to a happy life, it leads to depression, it leads to anxiety it leads us into the wrong relationships. So with that understanding that it's important first to know you have different parts within you and that that part has been programmed negatively in many areas and these negative areas are going to affect your relationships, affect how you look and feel, the person you are. And so now you go off and you try to find someone that will complete you, someone that'll make you feel better someone that will give you that joy, the happiness that you know is there, the safety, the security. You want to get to the place where you no longer need anyone to make you feel good about you and that healthy individuals have healthy relationships. We don't want to draw to a someone just because we think that someone will complete us. Opposites attract because we have an inner need for completion. And so we draw to a someone opposite us. Now, in our culture, men were the strong, controlling ones. Women were not able to be the person they were meant to be. It's not that they were weak, but they were put down and suppressed. So those women who lacked control and power would choose a powerful man. And those men who were overly controlling would feel a lack of an emotional connection. They draw women who had that. But the opposites attract never really work because you cannot absorb another person's personality another person's emotional or controlling nature and when that doesn't work we begin to get disappointed we begin to feel like we're not heard we're not understood because guess what you're not you went looking for someone who would complete you who would give you what they have but you cannot absorb another person's energy that way and often leads to divorces because without knowing it your subconscious led you to find somebody give you what you didn't have now with healthy eyes as we talked about last episode you would see that that yes this is what i need to complete me now what do i need to do to find that in myself versus expecting it from others that's the healthy way to proceed and then as you do that you can still be in the relationship and enjoy it knowing that you're not trying to make that other person make you feel better. But your understanding what they're bringing to you is something you want within yourself. And then together you work on that. The women become more powerful. The men become more emotional. You don't lose your initial energy. You add to it. That creates a healthy balance. Again, we're going to talk about this in the next episode. But the idea is to move into these relationships with awareness that yes they're going to draw to you what you need to heal what you need to do it but if you see it with the wrong perspective like looking at those stars and that sun passing through the sky from the wrong perspective you're going to make a big mistake and the mistake is going to lead you to push that person away divorce them anchor in even more firmly negative beliefs about yourself. I can't do it. See, life sucks, or I can't find it, or I'm going to have to go find somebody else. And guess what? They're going to bring this very same issues to you. And if you don't see them with this healthy perspective, you're going to make the same mistakes. Change your perspective. Change your awareness. The sun is not circling around us. We are spinning. We are moving around it. When you change your perspective, you see everything differently. When you see who you really are, you see a different perspective. So I just suggest, take a few moments to do some self-reflection, to understand yourself, the beginning of it. That's the purpose of these these episodes, is to help you see it from a slightly different perspective. And this is not my perspective. It's a perspective I discovered. It's a perspective millions of people have, have discovered. It's not just me. I want you to see that, yes, we do circle around the Sun. The Sun doesn't circle around us, that has nothing to do with me whatsoever. It's just a different way of seeing things that many people have learned. I'm just one of many, the one you have to be listening to now. So please use this understanding that there are things you can do right now to understand yourself. Let's start at the beginning, so that later on we're going to move a little bit more deeply into it. This will help you to understand there's nothing wrong with you at your core. And the relationship you draw to are exactly where you need to be to heal. It doesn't mean you may be staying with that particular person, but it does mean they have a lesson for you, for you both to learn. And whether you're together for a lifetime, for a reason, or a season, is going to be dependent on your own unique inner growth. So please continue on your journey of self-reflection. And I look forward to talking with you next time. I hope you enjoyed this episode on The Guardian Files. If you're looking forward to future episodes, just please consider hitting the subscribe button, in which case I will make sure that I send you a notice whenever new ones come out, and about once a week. Also, you can find the videos of these topics, these episodes, on my YouTube channel at Your Life in the Now. And remember, until now... Your subconscious guardian might have held you back, but now you do have the power and the ability, the will, the focus, and the motivation to move forward, to create the life you want to live, to embrace having a healthy self, enjoying that transformation and bringing practical spirituality into your daily life. Until next time.